Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, uh, this is uh, Jim and Dave McKenzie, and you're <laughs> listening to the great... Oh, shit, wrong script. Hey, welcome to Web College, everybody. This is Jim Hedger from webmasterradio.fm and Dave Davies from beanstalkseo.com, and you're listening to Web College here on webmasterradio.fm on Thursday, January the 15th, midway through the coldest month of the year, and I'm stuck up here in freezing-ass cold Toronto, Ontario. Dave, dude... It's warm where you are. How you doing? It's it's warm. Uh, I'll put that in quotes. I mean, we're sitting at about like 35, 36 degrees. So I don't know if that's really warm. <laughs> warm for the negative two. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we're we're certainly better off than you. So I can I can snicker at your fate and. Uh, and that's and like negative two Fahrenheit, by the way. Not negative. Not 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 Celsius. Like negative two Celsius is kind of sort of cold. Negative two Fahrenheit is really friggin' cold. That's like negative twenty something. Yeah, I used to live out in that neck of the woods, and yeah, you're not having fun. But soon you will be in Florida. Oh, dude, not soon enough. I'm waiting. I'm telling you, I'm waiting on one essential piece of paperwork to get all my papers in order to go down to Florida. And it's a good thing it's not here, actually, because if it was, I'd be tempted to light it on fire just to stay warm. It's nuts up here. I lived on the West Coast for like 15 years, moved out of Toronto, I'd forgotten, I'd become a total West Coast wuss, I'd forgotten how cold, cold can be. It's true, I remember moving out here and wondering what people were talking about when they called it cold out here on the West Coast, and uh, yeah, I've I've since traveled uh, east on on holidays and stuff like that, and learned why it's better to go to California than, uh, than say, Alberta or or east of there uh, in the winter. That's where you were last week. You were you were you were down in California at Disneyland with the kids. I was. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a good time. We were supposed to head down there a little bit earlier. I was supposed to be back for uh, for last week's show, but uh, lo and behold, our, our our van died on Christmas Eve and chaos reigned, and we don't have passports for the kids. So we had to drive down to Seattle and fly out there. <laughs> uh, just uh, just a cluster, but uh, yeah, that's where I was and uh, and spent a, spent a week down in uh, in California and. Uh, yeah, good times. Good times. Lovely, wonderful place, and uh, you know, good to be back. Of course, back in back in the office. But there's something to be said for uh, you know just riding uh, the California screaming roller coaster, or, uh, you know, doing Space Mountain, <laughs> as opposed to uh, you know uh, work. But you know, work pays for for vacations, so you got to do it. <laughs> Speaking of fun roller coaster rides in California, anyone who's in the in the uh, Bay Area. Next month, next month at this time, well, it's a couple of days before this time. Next month, SMX West is happening in Santa Clara, uh, Santa Clara, California, opening, I believe, on February the 10th. Anyone who's in the area, come on out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Vint Surf is going to be doing one of the keynotes, and Webmaster Radio is doing one of our patented and super fun search bashes at SMX West. So, like anyone who's in the area, come on out. We got an action-packed show today, Dave. Um, we're going to be talking a lot about eBay, but before we do, we got the usual weirdness in the news to run through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> uh, what do we want to start with? I got Google stuff, I got Yahoo stuff, I got Apple stuff, I got SEO mod stuff. Um, it's uh, the last week of a certain someone someone's presidency, and uh, that's, that's kind of nice to see. Um, what else do we got going here? I want to jump in with the Google stuff, because that, that's the most of it. That's, that's the biggest stuff. Um, is this a sign of the times, or is it just Google getting a little bit uh, tighter with its own systems? Uh, Google has shut down a lot of unproductive product lines. Uh, you can't upload to Google Video anymore. It's closed down Google Notebook. It's co- closed down Jakku. It's closed down the catalog search. Closed down its uh, mashup editor and dodgeball. It's also laid off 100 full-time staffers who, as I understand it, were actually employment recruiters. But that you know, shows that Google, if you're looking for a job at Google, um, you know, maybe you ought to look elsewhere. What, what do you think? I mean, they just closed down whole lines of, uh, of, of, of product offerings. What's that all about, dude? You know what? I think we're getting mixed messages here from uh, from Google, and, and it was funny. We, we were chatting about that really briefly this morning, um, looking at the the Hitwise data at the same time, and seeing Google is well on their way to hitting three quarters um, of all searches. Um, you know, according to to Jason, I think he's about right. Jason uh, Miller over at Web Pro News uh, looks like they're going to hit seventy five percent around April or May. So we've got these contradictory bits of information. Um, I've always kind of wondered at Google. Um, just sort of creating new things, great innovative things, no no problems there. But they they seem to just keep shoving new things into this tube. Um, and I think as far as they're they're you know taking away some of these products that just weren't successful, do you keep shoving more and more resources into something that isn't isn't producing the, the desired effect? I think this is just a, a good weeding out by Google of, of some of the things that that just aren't aren't working for them. Um, and laying off some recruiters, well, they, they've got a hiring freeze on. <laughs> so it, it makes sense to, to to let these people go. I think this is really a, a good sign. I think the shareholders of Google are going to view this as good. Uh, you're getting rid of some of the stuff, these resources that were going into the services that weren't producing. Um, you know, maybe you'll take those resources and, and work on developing some some new things that do work well, um, and, and and are producing some revenue. You're you're laying off some people that. Because you've got a hiring freeze, weren't doing something. I think the shareholders are going to look at that as positive. They're going to look at this increase in market share as positive. Um, you know, I think overall Google is uh, is making some. They may look not great. These you know shutting down things and laying people off, but I think from a business standpoint, they're making some really good decisions here. Um, I think the bigger concern coming out of out of Google right now, and then the forums are, are buzz with it, is as they're heading towards their 75% market share, what does that mean for, for us? And what does that mean, not even for us as, as SEOs and Internet marketers, but what does that mean for the advertisers when you have such an enormous uh, dominance there? Of course, only, only time will tell, but uh, I think that's probably long-term um, where the bigger impact is going to be on, on news that's happening right now uh, that's coming out of, uh, coming out of Google. Well, to, to to quote the great grandfather of our industry, is that the grandfather of our industry, the great Danny Sullivan? Um, Google owns all our assets. That's what it means. <laughs> I, asked, I asked him just that question on SEO Rockstars just before New Year's, and you know his response was, "Well, yeah, Google owns our assets. That's what it means." Well, what, I mean, what we're seeing here at, at this point, I mean, searches is, is as important as 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 our browsers. Google's hitting the kind of uh, dominance in the market that Microsoft was having problems with 
when we were when they were having antitrust issues. Now I know there was more at play with uh, with Microsoft than that certainly, but um, they're they're heading into a dominance level that you know is is you know with people on the forums, myself included, a little concerning. Um, but at the same time, they haven't really done anything that makes it a concern, right? They, they, they're producing excellent results, so more and more people keep using them, right? Like, <laughs> how, how can you not go, well, you're, you're kind of allowed to have a, a, a potential uh, monopoly because you're having this monopoly because you're, you're doing a great job. Well, uh, but what does that mean for advertisers? I, I think that's, that's where the bigger, the bigger issues are going to come in, and, and um, we're, we're, we're going to have to really take a look at what's going on and, and ways of, I think Google has to be looking at, what is going to be coming up in, in the form of, of legislation against them in this area and, and maybe how they're going to have to sort of give other people a, a little a little chunk of that pie. How they do that, who knows. But um, yeah, Over there at uh, the Google Pages blog, Lisa Barone was writing that the only thing that's going to make people give up Google is if they start killing puppies or throwing throwing kittens out of airplanes. But they better be very cute puppies and kittens. <laughs> well, and, and I mean, it's it's very very true. That's that's a great way of, of wording it. I mean, you know, I I certainly know that there's many search engines. My my eldest son, he he prefers Ask because he likes the interface a lot better. But you know, which one do you use when you're looking for something? Where do you go? Um, Your and, son and, is a middle aged transvestite in in the southeastern part of the United States. <laughs> I had no idea. All right, we don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Indeed. Moving right along. Speaking of what? Speaking of people who I wouldn't say gave up on Google but have left Google, we got a neat announcement. Coming up in one hour and 45 minutes here on webmasterradio.fm, we have a new show coming online. Ex-Googler Vanessa Fox debuting her show Office Hours. Now, you know, anyone who, who knows Vanessa or knows of Vanessa, I mean, she is indisputably one of the brightest brains in the search, in the search industry and now in the search marketing industry. She, was, uh, she led the development of Google's Webmaster Central. She's founded 9xBlue and JaneAndRobot.com. And uh, she's going to have a show here on our network starting today. It's, uh, it's going to be a live show, except today's show was pre-recorded, but subsequent shows are going to be live. And she's going to be asking people to, to, to write in questions challenges they've been having doing their search marketing or website development or working with the search engines. She's going to answer them live on air as they come in. So folks, stick around the network after we're done. Check out, uh, check out Vanessa's show, Office Hours. I'm so pleased to be, to, to be sharing a, a, a microphone, an audio stream with this woman because she's one of my heroes. Yeah, no, that is exciting. And I mean, honestly, I would put that Right after Webcology, I would put that as number two on my required listening list. Absolutely. Um. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, let's move along. Let's move along. We've been, you know, we've, 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 been, we've been giving it to Yahoo for the last year. I mean, ever since Microsoft did its passive-aggressive takeover bid, we've been, uh, we've been chasing after Yahoo, and Yahoo has finally made a move on the CEO front. They've, uh, they've appointed the former CEO of... Autodesk, Carol Bartz, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's great to see something happening at Yahoo. I agree. Yeah, I'm not sure how this is going to sort of play out. Who does? Right? None of us know how this is, uh, is going to play out, but um, I, I agree. Just that anything is happening um, is it, great to see. Um, like, did they, did they bring it in or bring her in just for 
you know, to uh, to sort of see the end <laughs> through, um, or or is there is there really a, a good solid plan in place? Well, I'll tell you Time the signal got sent out. Susan Decker has stepped down. Susan Decker is not going to be part of Yahoo in the future. So, oh. you know, she was part of the triumvirate. You know, Jerry Yang, Susan Decker, Terry Semmel. Um, and then, you know, Terry was uh, unceremoniously shown the door after about a year and a half, two years after investors said he should have been. Jerry took over. Jerry resigned earlier, um, in, I believe, in November, towards the end of November. Now we have a new one, Carol Bartz, um, 60 years old, an accomplished CEO, um, took Autodesk through the, dot, through the dot-com failure of 2000, so she's got experience with struggling companies, and she appears to be well-liked in the Valley. So that's a great thing. But i got a sad thing to report, a great Canadian company that's been managed into the ground, Nortel Networks filed for Chapter 11 yesterday. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. That is a shame. Fire sale prices, friends. Um, their stock is trading at 13 cents a share. You can expect this this puppy to be broken up and sold in component pieces. As a matter of fact, I mean, if, if, if now that uh, Carl Icahn is bored down there in Sunnyvale, now that you know his his work is done, maybe he ought to come up here to Ottawa and you know pick apart pick apart Nortel because there's uh, there's still some meat on them bones, but there ain't nobody protecting them. <laughs> Okay. Um, Steve Jobs. Sad news, eh? Steve Jobs um, resigning from resigning from or not resigning? I should say taking a leave of absence, which everybody really believes is him stepping away from the company. It's, it's sad in an end of Eddie era or end of an era kind of way. Like I, I'm reading this as he's leaving, and and this is just a way of kind of doing it a little more smoothly without some chaos. Um, but at the same time. You know, it's he's he's definitely served this time. <laughs> um, Either Guy Kawasaki or um, Robert Scoble yesterday on Twitter who wrote like, "Look, Steve Jobs has done more for shareholders than any CEO of this era. Leave the guy alone." Yeah, no, and I think I mean I think the nail on the head, um, and I, I don't know uh, personally why he's he's chosen now, but uh, you know, it may just be a, an issue. You know, it, it's it's time he's he's put in. You know, many, many, very, very successful years. Um, you know, maybe it's time to just relax and and, and enjoy. Or who knows? Maybe he's got another plan. <laughs> who knows? But uh, uh, but we'll certainly see. But I don't. I don't expect that we'll see him. Uh, you know, coming back at least in a in a full time capacity. Uh, yeah, well, you know, yeah, after the six months, it's assumed it's a health issue, which is sad. But anyway, to uh, Steve Jobs, all from your admirers at Webmaster Radio, love to say friends, but we never actually had the pleasure. All the best to you, dude. Speaking of folks who are moving on, today is Jane Copeland's last day at SEO Moz. She's um, flying across the the great pond over to England to take a job with Mr. Evil Green Monkey, um, and. Uh, you know, best Jane. She's been uh, she's been a, a fabulous writer and a great SEO and a, a great friend in the community. And um, you know, I hope she does well in England. Indeed, I know she'll be missed here. But uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure we will all run into paths at some conference or another again. <laughs> but for SEO Moz, I mean, Jane's out, and that's sad. And she's she's obviously was a big part of their family. But someone new is in, and I've seen it out there on Twitter. So I know that the word is out. So I don't feel bad about mentioning this. I knew this a few weeks ago, but um, Lindsay Perkin Wassel, Lindsay Perkin, um, 
uh, is coming up from Denver, Colorado, to uh, sit in the SEO in one of the SEO chairs over there at SEO Moz, and it's a great opportunity for for Lindsay. She's back almost in the Pacific Northwest again, or back in the Pacific Northwest again, and uh, you know SEO Moz has got to be one of the most challenging and fun positions in in the industry. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure, for sure, it's a great opportunity for for her, and obviously we'll be seeing a lot more of her now. So moving right along, uh, we have to go to break in a few minutes. Before we do, we've got some birthday wishes to express. Um, Daniel Winfield, Brandy Shapiro-Babin, and Sarah L. Bird are all celebrating birthdays on Saturday. Now, given that, um, uh, well, Daniel Winfield is married to Chris Winfield, Brandy Shapiro-Babin is technically my boss, and Sarah L. Bird is a lawyer. I'm not going to tell you any of their ages. But happy, happy birthday to all of them. Happy birthday! Friends, you're listening to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Webmaster Radio and Dave Davies from BeanstalkSEO.com. We're going to be joined in a few minutes by power eBay seller David Stotts from sellit-oc.com. We're going to be talking about all the stuff that's been happening there at eBay, trying to get under the hood a little bit, trying to figure out what the heck is going on, egads at eBay. But before we do that, we've got to make some of our own money first. We're going to be going to commercial. Stick around. This is WebCology and WebmasterRadio.fm. We'll be back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. WebCology. We'll be back after this short break. Are your domains locked to the max? If not, your online brand presence and your entire online business could be at risk from Internet thieves. Imagine the damage that you and your company would suffer if control of your domain was lost. Protect all of your valuable domains with MaxLock from Moniker, your domain asset management specialist. With MaxLock, even if your email accounts are hacked and your passwords are stolen, your domains are protected in your Moniker account. Transfer your domains to Moniker today, powered by MaxLock, delivering maximum protection for your domains. Find out more at Moniker.com slash MaxLock. Looking for a new way to build backlinks and traffic back to your website? Then look no further than the quickest and easiest way to blast your article to over 30,000 subscribers at the click of a mouse. Introducing ArticleSender.com, the world's premier article distribution service. With ArticleSender.com, you can submit your prize-winning piece to thousands of promising publishers and article directories craving for fresh content. ArticleSender.com also provides premium services so that your article is SEO, SEO ready. Plus, we provide express editorial review for rush delivery of your submissions within 24 to 48 hours. Article distribution at its easiest. One form, one click, thousands of results. Get your free account today at articlesender.com. That's article S-E-N-D-E-R.com. Oh, wise master, I've climbed up this mountain to seek your wisdom. Yes, how can I help you, my son? I've traveled far to ask why my business isn't growing. You are on top of this mountain when you should be on topnichenetworks.com. But I need answers. You should be on topnichenetworks.com. Specializing in direct marketing and lead generation as well as list management, topnichenetworks.com has exclusives and leading payouts. They welcome new affiliates with hot offers. We don't seem to get the results we need at a price we can afford. Topnichenetworks.com will work on a performance. 
performance-only basis, so you only pay for results. TopNicheNetworks.com has the answers that you've been seeking for making your business a success on a performance-only basis. And that's a good thing, because my butt's falling asleep. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's Thursday, January the 15th. I'm Jim Hedger from WebmasterRadio.fm and Dave Davies from BeanstalkSEO.com. And uh, we're joined by Power eBay seller, owner of sellit-oc.com, David Stotts. Uh, before we jump into to speaking with David, who's probably live to the air right now, I just want to mention a couple things about eBay. eBay's been having some weird times lately. It's losing market share to Amazon. Uh, just today, its stock was lowered to sell status by an analyst from Colin Stewart, um, again, noting that it's losing market share to eBay and losing a, a lot of the faith of its sellers. Um, Struggling to get the to get those sellers and those buyers back. It's made some changes and some upgrades, and this is what we want to talk with uh, with about with David. Uh, David Stotts from Solid-OC.com. Welcome to Webmaster Radio. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Well, you know what? We're a lot colder than you are. It's like what 80 degrees out there in like in the OC. Not quite 80, but yeah, I'm in shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> well, so you know, so's everybody at our studio down in. Uh, in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where I'm not. Um, <laughs> not well, it won't be long. It won't be long. You're right. I know. I'll be there soon. That's all I've got to keep saying to myself over and over again. <laughs> but tell us a little bit about, um, first off, Sell It OC and the whole business of selling stuff on eBay for other people. Okay. Well, uh, we're an independent eBay drop-off store. And basically what that means is that people can bring their items to us or with or we come and pick the items up from them, and we sell them for them on eBay, and we take a small commission. Well, um, why couldn't people, I mean, like, seriously, I've always wondered this about the eBay stores, the, the, the physical location eBay stores. This is the techno world, and people are, it's been 16 years since the dawn of the Internet, and most people know how to use a mouse and keyboard. Why do they have yeah, you do it for them? Yeah, Jim, you're right. They, they do, but um, one thing that we offer is, one, professional photography, and two, professional ad copy. Um, it comes out so much better when you when you list like let's say let's say you had a um, Rolex watch and you took you know two pictures of it sitting on your coffee table um, and you advertised it and you know it went on auction and let's say you got two thousand dollars for it. But then let's say you brought that same watch to us, we took you know twelve photographs of it close up every single angle and then you know did all the research on the item and you know started it at where we thought the minimum should be or the minimum reserve price should be and got you you know an extra two through to three thousand dollars for the watch would that really be something making, you might be interested in so that makes giving a cut to you rather not only painless it actually helps exactly we would get a, we would get the you know a 20 to 30 percent commission on the actual item and the seller would still make more money. Exactly. It's in both our, both our interests is that we make more money for the client as well as we make money for ourselves. 
Okay, so you've been working with eBay for six or seven years now before opening your own store. I know that you had managed at one of the uh, competing stores, um, uh, more of a, a chain store. Um, what are some of the changes that have happened over at eBay in the last few years, and why has that made sellers a little uncomfortable? Um, well, I think eBay got a little bit too big for their britches. Um, they were, they've kind of really cut back on any kind of tech support. Um, unless you were a power seller, they had nobody to speak with. Um, the amount of restrictions they put on um, even like a new seller like me, because since we, we, we just opened this company here in October 1st of uh, 2008, and since I'm basically starting over from scratch, your, your, your feedback rating you know, starts basically at zero. So the amount of restrictions they put on a brand-new seller as opposed to somebody that's been on for, let's, you know, if I, was, I was, if I was able to carry my account over, my personal account, and all my feedback over, you know, from the last five, six years, I'd have a very high feedback rating. But they don't, they don't allow that. They, they have to, you know, a new company has to start over from scratch. So they put you on, you know, restriction as far as luxury items like Rolex watches, like Louis Vuitton purses, like uh, Tiffany jewelry. Um, you're not allowed to, uh, uh, you know, sell from this from the very large list of items that, that that they post on their site. Um, you're not allowed to sell airline tickets or um, tickets to any kind of event unless you have um, a a travel agent license, let's say. And um, also, same thing with vehicles and, and you know cars. You have to have a dealership license. So there's a lot of things they actually do to to limit the the brand new seller. So how does one go about, I mean, other than just selling, you know, obviously the longer you're there, the more, the more items that you sell, the better off you are. What advice can you give then to somebody who may be new but is wanting to set up a, a store or sort of, you know, basically to become a, a power seller, to, to do, to really do this, to, to do eBay? Um, how do can you get homework. through all of these limitations uh, and, and still be successful? Yeah, I, my, my best advice would be to do your homework. Um, check out some of the third-party software that allows you to uh, manipulate eBay listings, the actual auction items um, that you post on eBay. Um, there's a lot of great third-party software uh, companies out there, like the one we're using, which is uh, called Auction Sound. And it allows you to put together an eBay listing much easier than if you were just to go to eBay, sign up, and then use their software, their little like uh, their development wizard, to put a to put an auction together. There, that's one reason why people come to us to begin with is because the the actual eBay auction wizard is such a pain in the ass. Um, I've tried to use it. It it tends to put you know your auctions in the wrong place, or you know, if you make one mistake, you have to start all the way back from scratch again, all the way back from zero. Now, I guess we we kind of or my last question kind of kind of dealt with from a user standpoint. Obviously, there are some inherent problems in what eBay is doing, and you talked earlier about um, them getting a little too big for the britches. Obviously, they they were a little more communicative earlier on when they had the manpower and the time to to deal with newer sellers and, and give them the kind of tech support that they needed. What advice would you give to eBay then, or, or, or what have you seen that's inherent in their current system um, that's really going to need to be addressed if they ever want to, to sort of recover from this, this downward trend that they're taking right now? One thing I just noticed, um, I actually had to ask 
them a question. I was going to go online and just email them a question. They now have a contact by phone phone number, um, and that is uh, just amazing. I mean, I was shocked to see a, an actual phone number to talk to somebody at eBay to like place a claim or to say that I've noticed something that's wrong and you know here's my feedback. And uh, that that right there, I'd say that's you know I give them a gold star just for just for putting up an actual phone number that you can talk to somebody. Now, of course, I guess uh, it's still out uh, whether uh, we have we have we tried to call it yet <laughs> and see how quickly we can uh, we can get through on that one. One I, I, well, question that I want to I want to make sure to get to, and it, it's going to sort of jump just a little bit off to the side here. Um, but you were talking about some some you know some services that, that you can provide, and, and you know I'm up here in, in Victoria, Canada, but we do have similar type shops. Um, but what are some, of, if you can give this away, what are some of the considerations that people should be making um, when they're, now I, I'm more an eBay buyer, I've never tried to sell anything there, but if I wanted to to go on there uh, and sell, I don't know, whatever, DVD, whatever, um, what are some of the considerations that I need to make when I'm taking a look at, uh, for example, things like the titles um, of these things? And, and I've purchased, when I'm buying things, I've bought stuff that is maybe more expensive than, than, than another thing. You know, very much like the organic SERPs on Google, just based on the title gets my click-through and, and my interest. What are some of the things that you found make, make up that difference that's going to actually make me get found in the searches on eBay and that's going to get me clicked on on eBay? Wait, let me get, so you're looking from a buyer's point of view? From, from, a, like, from, a, from a seller's standpoint, but looking at, I mean, obviously the sellers are trying to cater things towards the buyer. Like you're, you're trying to get the, the interest, you're trying to get oh, your, yeah, your product well, found, and then you're also trying to get uh, you know, your product viewed. Um, what are, what are some of these things that, that can seller, help get you to that point? As far as being a new seller, I would always recommend you know, keeping it as simple as possible as far as the description is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, explain it in the fewest amount of words possible. People don't like to read. They want to look at pictures. And the prettier the pictures, the better. Now, um, from, a, like, from a buyer's point of view, um, I would definitely look at the ones. I'd be, I'd be more comfortable buying from somebody that's been online for quite a long time, as well as they have a professional-looking um, layout, as well as professional-looking photographs. Um, and they have every detail about the item spelled out. Also, that you can contact them very easily, either by email or by phone. You know, David, one of our one of our listeners just wrote a quick note in the in the chat room, mm-hmm. um, saying, noting that it's uh, reading hard. He doesn't like how hard it is to see negative feedback. Now he notes that eBay has cracked down on shipping and handling scammers, but it's still rampant, and eBay doesn't seem to be pleasing their rules very much. What yeah, that's, that? that's one thing that I, I really don't like about the feedback system that they offer, is, uh, especially with, with sellers. As from a seller's point of view, we're not allowed to uh, give negative feedback to, to the, uh, the buyers, but yet they're allowed to give it to us, and then you can't dispute it. You know, so let's say you get, a, I get for example, I sold a, uh, a vinyl album to to somebody out in, you know, Wisconsin. He was a uh, owner of a, a music store. Uh, we looked at, when we actually got the album in, it was a rare album. Um, it wasn't warped in any way. It looked brand new. Uh, we put it on a turntable and actually played it. Sounded great. The guy won it for, I think it was around $40. Uh, 
Uh, we packaged it up, shipped it out to him. Um, when he received it, he wrote me and said that the album is uh, is warped. And I specifically put in the, in the instructions and all the details of my auction that you have uh, five business days to um, once you receive the item to return it. Um, if there's something wrong with it or it's not as described. Well, he called me about, it was about two weeks after he had received the item. And he was telling me that it was warped and that it was scratched. And I was like, well, it's actually already past the time. And uh, I ended up getting a negative feedback um, because he, he claimed, one, that it was warped, two, that it was scratched, and uh, three, that I was un- unwilling to uh, take the item back. And there was, as far as eBay was concerned, I wrote them several emails saying, you know, this is what the case was, and they weren't willing to bend in any way. They just said, well, that's, that's kind of your tough luck. And that's too bad, because eBay and systems like eBay have to work on a, on a system of trust and user review and, you know, peer review and stuff like that. And are they, are e, is eBay harder on sellers like you than they are yes. on their you know, <laughs> yes, the general they user? <laughs> they are easy on the buyer, and they are tough on the sellers. Okay. Um, it doesn't seem fair. I, I think I've got another note in the chat room. Sellers are always trying to find ways to sell stuff to people outside of the eBay system. But eBay is a great auction house. eBay is the place where they get tons of tons and tons of attention for their for their items. Why would they want to step outside of the auction model? Um, you can avoid the fees. eBay does charge a lot of fees. Yeah, and service and handling. I, I mean, I mean, Jim, I'm using a couple other services like. Um, if you've ever heard of Recycler.com, and I'm sure you've probably heard of uh, Craigslist. Um, oh, absolutely. As a matter of fact, uh, Craig Newmark is, Newmark is likely to be one of our announcers soon. Yeah. Um, I've also dabbled with Amazon and Overstock and um, eBid and uh, who else? Um, oh, Shopzilla. Okay, you're out there. You're using a lot of the shopping search engines. You're using a lot of the alternative marketplaces. Why do you keep on going back to eBay? Because everybody knows that name. It's mentioned in movies and commercials, and you know it's 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 so popular. That's why. You know, I remember um, you were at PubCon Las Vegas, and you were at the Search Bash party <laughs> that we threw in. Uh, I in was. Vegas. You were, well, I, I know you might remember, but Jim, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, pal. Well, you know what? One of these things is about to step outside because you actually had a conversation. <laughs> I remember introducing you to this fella with Kevin Schwery, mm-hmm. the manager of eBay Affiliates and Internet Marketing. And I was like, hey, 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 Kevin, come over here. You're at the sea level. Over here, we got grassroots. I want you two to talk. But then I got pulled away, and I didn't actually want to sort of fly on the wall of that conversation, but I didn't get a chance to. Right. Were you able, did you, when you were speaking to him, did you get the sense that, you know, the, the C-levels at eBay were actually listening to you? Um, yes and no. And I, if I recall the conversation correctly, most of it was, you know, it's, that's not what he dealt with as far as, um, you know, the feedback question, you know, like, um, restrictions on items, you know, those are the kind of things I kept, I kept, you know, reiterating to him, like not being able to uh, dispute a, a feedback, a negative feedback. Um, God, just all basically the things we've just been talking about now. I ran by him, and yeah, it was like, oh, that's not my department. Oh, that's not something I'm responsible for. And uh, I don't know. I just he was a nice guy. Just uh, <laughs> well, seemed like he had a lot of power. Well. 
aside from the, and it may well not have been his department. That's it's maybe not necessarily fair to put him on the spot like this when he's not here on the radio to uh, right exactly to, to, to say back to it. But when you, you must you must speak with people at eBay uh, periodically or, or communicate with them periodically um, from a seller's perspective, do they do they listen? Do they listen? Uh, you know what I'd say right now. Well, before the beginning of this year, I'd say fifty fifty. Since they put in this this call feature where you can actually talk to a human, well, that's that's yet to see. But I I I have high hopes, in that they're you know they've increased that their uh, you know their their ability to listen to the actual problem as opposed to just reading an email. Like a lot of a lot of emails are it's an impersonal way to communicate in in when it comes to like um, you know expressing. Like for example, right now I have uh, a claim out that um, this gentleman we sold a, a scientific calculator to. Um, so it, there's a long story to it. it. The guy basically received the calculator um, and then complained that the keys were not, you know, functioning on the calculator, and then sent it back to us. Well, we keyed in all the numbers, and they're in the LED readout of the calculator. So. When we took a closer look at this calculator, you could tell it's been opened, and he basically swapped the guts of the calculator out. And if I hadn't been able to talk to an eBay representative, and if I just like emailed them that information, I don't know if it would if I was able to be able to communicate my feeling toward this because the guy's actual feedback rating was somewhere in like three or four thousand, and it's all positive. And I would, I would, I was just really wondering why this guy would risk, you know, being suspended from eBay over something like this. And then once I was able to talk to somebody there, they, you know, she, she was very understanding, and she was like, "Wow, this sounds really fishy." I go, "I don't know if I'd be able to communicate that just via, you know, email." Hey, Dave, we have to, we're gonna have to go to break in just a moment. I'm gonna want to come back and shift gears just a little bit to, uh, you know, some of the customers and clients and weird stuff that you see going through your office. But before we go, before uh, we get to those questions, we're, you know, approaching quarter, quarter to the hour, so we got to take a quick break here on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Webmaster Radio and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. You're listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stick around. More coming up after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Have a good weekend, Andy. Hey, Andy. Hey, Jim. Why are all the coders leaving so early? Doesn't your department have a deadline of, like, midnight or something? Me and my staff are here all night. I saved money on my staffing budget by outsourcing a lot of work to offshoring.com. I told them I needed a coder, and they sent me profiles fast. My staff just filled in the little details, and now we're having margarita night. Offshoring.com. Fast, inexpensive, excellent, and on time. Offshoring.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan from the Daily Searchcast. You know, we love bringing you the news every day, and that's made possible by the sponsorship of BruceClay.com. They've just made Inc. Magazine's list of the fastest-growing private businesses. They've exhibited and sponsored at my conferences from the very beginning. Bruce has got that long-standing search engine relationship chart. had been out there with the Code of Ethics, been a search engine expert in the field for ages. But did you know that Bruce Clay can do more than help you with just SEO? They can do PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding. Everything you need for success in the online marketplace, you can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay Incorporated. 
Jeez, another year with no refund from the IRS. I got a nice chunk of change this year. I'm buying a new car and I'm going to Fiji. How in the world did you do that? I got in on TaxBrain.com's affiliate program. And it's easy to make big money during tax season just by bringing them other people paying their taxes. TaxBrain.com? How does that work? With TaxBrain.com's affiliate program, I command a huge payday with their nitro payouts. Because I get paid for leads as well as sales. That sounds easy. How do you do it? They give me all the tools it takes, like dedicated publisher support, analytics capabilities, custom tracking and creative services, and so much more that I need to make money the easy way. Wow. With 140 million households paying taxes every year, I bet there's no shortage of business all season long. Now you got the idea. Make money off the tax man. How do I find out more? Visit taxbrain.com forward slash affiliates to find out more. Taxbrain.com, America's online tax service. Market Edge with Larry Weber, Tuesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, and on demand inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Deavis. Oh, my goodness. So, um, hey, SE7S, my friend. Dude, you're in the wrong chat room. Honestly, you're not going to find a girl to chat with you here. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Move on, friend. <laughs> you know what, David? I, it's funny thing. I want to talk to, to David Stotts from, from selling-oc.com about some of the weird stuff that's gone through his system. And now I'm just I'm reading this kid in our chat room who just wants to get some girl to chat with him. Uh, quick, quick tip, SE7S. Keep both hands on the keyboard and point that thing somewhere else. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, David, um, we got a few minutes left here in our segment. I'm, I'm kind, of, kind of curious. You must see some strange things go through your storeroom. What's oh, yeah, I'm getting some strange things in right now. We have a, have a client waiting. She's bringing in some uh, crystal vases. Um, although I'd say the weirdest thing I've ever gotten in before was a breast pump. A breast pump. A you, you, yes. New or used? It was used. Sterilized, but used. Well, the, actual, the actual pump itself, the machine, is like a backpack. So actually, you can actually resell those. But the actual, like, you know, the, the tubes and all the stuff where you store the milk, they, they throw those out. Well, that's, that's, that's probably for the best. Yeah. Um, what's the highest price item you've had go through? But it is not. The highest auction you've ever you've ever 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 won something off of or sold something through. What's the weirdest thing I've ever sold? Well, no, no, it's the, the highest price. Oh, the highest price item. Uh, that's when I was working for the uh, other company that does uh, eBay drop-off st- store stuff, mm-hmm. and that was a uh, uh, Tiffany diamond ring, and it was. About 4.3 carat, I think it sold for 35k. Yeah, um. <laughs> that was pretty good. But I mean, you gotta get that. I'm, I'm in Newport Beach, which is like the Beverly Hills of, of the beach cities down in Orange County here. Wow. Okay, so you Everybody's got you, got, got, you know, a Mercedes or a Porsche, a Lamborghini, Ferrari, you know, and they all, all the women have Louis Vuitton bags or. Chanel Gucci or something like that on their arm. 
Um, if, if I'm, I'm just going to jump in. I'd like to take it because there's a question I really want to get to. I'm going to take us in a, in a slightly different one, and it's because I, I think I noted earlier, I, I do a lot of buying. I've never done any selling, but of course eBay's they're trying to grab grab sellers right now. So they're I'm getting these periodic emails. I always have, but they seem to be coming more frequently these days. They were sell your sell your items on eBay. You know, first time you come in, you get half off or, or whatnot. Um, and one, knowing as soon as I found out we were having you on the show, uh, something I really wanted to know was, do you get these too? And if not, how annoying is it to you that somebody like me, who's never sold anything, gets these incentives? <laughs> like I can't see eBay extending it to all of their sellers all of the time because that just doesn't make sense. So. How annoying would it be to you that that I'm getting them, and, and do you get these sort of offers as well? Oh no, we give the exact same offers, so yeah, it's not annoying at all. But oh, okay, okay. They're like, so they're, they're... I'd say that you'd probably get one one kind of a different offer every month. It's if it's not a, a listing fee at like you know one set listing fees, it's you know yeah half off on the, the total value fee, or you know something along those lines, and they're constantly emailing us with something. So no, I, I I've also do it when I'm looking at, at stuff to get. Um, that oftentimes we'll see, you know, where somebody's uploaded I don't know how many, you know, hundreds of different items all at once. You can tell because their expiration dates are all the same for this big list of of items. Um, would that coincide? Like, are, are are you sort of going in taking advantage of these sort of stockpiling items until you get these offers and then? <laughs> putting them all no unfortunately i don't have the luxury to do that i got to get things up like within you know one to two business days after they're dropped off right that's that's basically our policy um i if i if i did that yeah i would be hoarding the uh the really expensive items until they end yeah, until they gave us some sort of like deal but no you can't play that game i guess that yeah, because you've got people who want that sold yeah um, bottom line they want it sold they want it now they want the cash um you know they got to fill up their tank <laughs> Fair enough, and that's a little cheaper now, but going back up as uh, as we've all seen. So, what would you say is the uh, for for people who are are selling or, or looking at selling? What would you say are, are some of the biggest hurdles um, that somebody's going to cross as a seller? What are the the potential pitfalls? Maybe what are you know some of the issues that you've had, uh, or or the biggest issue that you've had either in your dealings with buyers or in your dealings directly with eBay, or maybe one of each. Uh, that, that people might want to be aware of before they before they start in. Um, make sure that you're very accurate on your descriptions. Uh, don't mislead um, any of the buyers. Um, never, you know, obviously never commit any type of fraudulent, you know, um, description of any way. Then because you will end up losing. eBay will will you know favor the the buyer every time. Um, and you will end up paying through the nose. Um, uh, I'd say advertise, advertise, advertise if you're starting a new business. Uh, make sure you have a decent location. Um, other than that, um, that's, that's pretty much it. As far as I can think of, is, you know, any kind of pitfalls that you know have come up for us. Um, obviously, um, you know, be very. Uh, genuine um have a lot of integrity um never never mislead your 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 customers uh never you know tell them that they're going to get you know a thousand dollars and then you end up selling your item for you know two hundred dollars never blow smoke up their ass bottom line (laughs) you're honest with them they'll be honest with you and they'll be very happy when they when you sell their item so basically to to nutshell you and not in the same way that brasco just nutshelled 
SE7S. But to, to, to nutshell what you were just saying, be honest, be communicative, get great pictures, and advertise the heck out of stuff. Yeah. So, David, um, if anyone's in the in the uh, Orange County area, South Los Angeles area, and they uh, want to get stuff sold through through you, um, how do they engage with you? What's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Just give us a call, 949-222-1089. Uh, they can also uh, you know, stop by our storefront. We're right by John Wayne Airport. Um, we're at 17875 Sky Park Circle, which is right off Main and uh, Red Hill. Or, you know, you can always uh, drop me an email at Dave's Mailbox at sellit-oc.com. Uh, you know, don't you hate it when you forget your own URL, Ms. G? Yeah. It's me all the time. <laughs> hey, what? No, uh, no, I got my client waving at me going, hurry up. Radio? Um, okay, David Stott, owner, operator, and proprietor of sellit-oc.com. Man, thank you so much for spending time with us here on Webtology. Friends, I, I've got to tell you, there's... Following us, <laughs> what a day here on Webmaster Radio. There's uh, following us directly, Linda Woods and Affiliate Marketing Insider. Today, Linda's moderating part one of a roundtable discussion on affiliate marketing in, uh, in 2009, which was just taped at the Affiliate Summit West that happened last week in Las Vegas. Check out the lineup at her roundtable. you got Chris Jones, President and CEO of Pepper Jam, Gary Ackerman, President, M3 Mobile Marketing, Brad Wilson, Founder and Editor-in-Chief of Bradsdeals.com, and Linda Woods herself, President and CEO of Partner Centric Incorporated. That's following Webcology in just a few minutes. And following Linda, following Affiliate Marketing Insider, Linda's show, we have the one, the only, Vanessa Fox, debuting her new show, Office Hours, on WebmasterRadio.fm. That's it, Dave. We did it. We did it. Earned Another hour of air. I don't know how we do this every week because like we have no idea what we're talking about. We're just making this stuff up as we go along. But that was that was a fun one. Um, not sure where we're going next week, but we will be here on WebmasterRadio.fm. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Webmaster Radio. You can listen to Webcology, <laughs> WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay tuned to this network, friends. We got amazing content coming up next. <laughs>